0: Blog Talk Radio
1: The For Monday, December the 2nd, I am your host, Lisa M. Saunders, coming to you live from Baltimore, Maryland, as I will be doing every Monday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This broadcast is being sponsored by Masterminds LLC, inspiring and empowering people to achieve a greater destiny, and Angels in Disguises Foundation, Incorporated. Once again, we have another very special show for you this evening. Um, I'm Pleased to have co-hosting with me today, Ms. Angel Kangalee, and Angel is the founder and CEO of Angel in Disguises, Incorporated, a nonprofit organization that specializes in making a difference in the lives of people suffering from HIV-AIDS in Africa by raising money to improve health, the healthcare, and quality of life. So welcome, Ms. Angel Kangalee, to the show this evening. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. I'm so excited and happy to be here tonight. Well, we're excited and happy to have you. I know that you can only be on, I think, for the first half of the show, which we are very grateful for. So we're going to just keep it moving um, because I want you to share in this wonderful experience with our special guest this evening, which we are super excited about. Uh, Sharing with us this evening, our special guest is the author of the book, E-squared, Ms. Pam Grout. And this radio podcast also can be found by visiting your iTunes store, click on podcast, and type in a date with Destiny. And you can also follow us on Twitter at least L-Y-S-E 101. That's L-Y-S-E 101. Also, you can send me a message through this site if you would like to become a sponsor or to get more exposure for your literary work or business. You can send a message through my Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash a date with destiny 101, or you can leave a message via my website, info at yourdestinyawaits.net. So, We're going to move right along and bring in our guest. We have so much ground to cover tonight, so I want to start off with her introduction. She's just a wonderful, absolutely amazing, just light, just a ball of light. And so I'm so excited tonight to be able to share with her and for her to share with us. Pam Grout is the author of 16 books, three plays, a television series, and two iPhone apps. She writes for People Magazine, Huffington Post, and her travel blog. Pam is a world traveler and is passionate about meeting people and volunteering, doing volunteer work. It is stated that her book, E-Squared, could be best described as a lab manual with simple experiments to prove once and for all that reality is malleable that consciousness trumps matter and that you shape your life with your mind rather than take it on faith the book invites you to conduct nine 48-hour experiments to prove there really is a positive loving totally hip force in the universe yep you heard me and i said prove the experiments each of which can be conducted with absolutely no money and very little time expenditure, demonstrates that spiritual principles are as dependable as gravity, as consistent as Newton's laws of motion. For years, you've been hoping and praying that spiritual principles are true. Now you can know. So here with us tonight to talk about those nine principles a Date with Destiny welcomes Ms. Pam Grout. Hi, Pam. Hi. Hey, I'm glad to be here. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. Before we get started, we would just like to thank you for spending time with us this evening because I can't yes. tell you how much we've been looking forward to this interview. Yes.
0: Yes, well,
1: yes, yes. Well, thank you. I'm, <laughs> I'm looking forward to it as well. Let me tell you this. I've read your book already twice and oh. <laughs> i know that i'll be reading it again in the near future cuz when i first read the book i was blown away and i was like okay you know how you read some books and it's like okay this is good you know this is good stuff but then there's some books that you read and you find yourself hanging on every single word and your book was one of those books for me i was hanging on every single word not just one or two no every single word of your book i was hanging on to every word so oh, i just wow. want to well, thank you, you for that. Me. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's the truth. I mean, it's just amazing. It's so powerful, um, especially since I'm into the metaphysics, into the spiritual stuff and and all of that, and in the mind and renewing your mind. That's what the show is about. And so when I read it, I got so excited. I'm like, you know what? Right now I'm putting it into the universe. I'm putting the angels to to the test for 48 hours. I I want her. I want her on my show. And so here you are. (laughs) I did the there experiment, and now you're here. <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen, it works. I'm telling you, it works. <laughs> so let me start off by asking you, Pam, what was your motivation? Um, what inspired you to write this particular book? Well, you know, I've
0: used these principles. I, you know, there's nine principles in there, and the experiments are demonstrating these nine principles, but I've used those principles in my own life, and I've created a pretty amazing life. I mean, like you mentioned in my introduction, I've traveled all over the world, I've you know write for a lot of you know impressive publications I've published sixteen mm-hmm. books and All of that I was able to do. I mean, I'm just a kid from Kansas, you know, but all that I was able to do by using these principles, you know, of visioning what I want, of, you know, using my thoughts to create my reality. So it's been so effective for me. And, you know, it said in the Bible that faith without works is dead. And it's like, well, you know, it's one thing to learn about these principles. And I think a lot of people, you know, that book, The Secret, came out. A lot of people know about the law of attraction and the fact that, you know, our thoughts create a reality. But this book. Is a way to actually prove that because I think yes. you know these concepts are wonderful, but until you can see them with your own two eyes, feel them with your own two hands. Sometimes they still seem kind of abstract, so I think this book, because they're real simple little baby steps, I think it's just a way of showing, you know, so there's no doubt that, wow, this stuff really does work, because I think it's important that we use these principles, because, you know, we have a lot of of work to do on this planet, you know, and I think we need to use our power to, to, you know, to make things happen, so anyway, that's kind of why I wrote it.
1: Well, what I want to do is, real quick, I want to go through the nine um, principles um, since we're going to be talking with them. And I also want to, I have some, I've highlighted some things from your book. Actually, I highlight the whole daggone book. I just want you to know. But <laughs> for the sake of time, <laughs> I tried my best to pick out some of the, you know, um, stuff that we could share tonight. And hopefully one day in the near future you could come back and we can continue the discussion. But for now, let's go through the nine um The nine principles, which starting with number one, there is an invisible energy force or field of infinite possibilities. Um, I'll just read through these, and then we can go back through them. Two, you 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 impact the field and draw from it according to your beliefs and expectations. Three, you too are a field of energy. Four, whatever you focus on expands. Five your connection to the field provides accurate and unlimited guidance. Six, your thoughts and consciousness impact matter. Seven, your thoughts and consciousness provide the scaffolding for your physical body. Eight, you are connected to everything and everyone else in the universe. And nine, the universe is limitless, abundant, and strangely accommodating. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I love all of these. And even starting with the first one, there is an invisible energy force or field of infinite possibilities. Um, the first experiment, which you entitled the Dude Abides principle, I love it. The Dude <laughs> yeah, Abides. I had a lot of principle. fun
0: coming up with these names. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I see. Yeah, well what I think is that if something's gonna be sustainable and I think we need to make these principles sustainable in our lives, we need to use yeah. them again and again and again. I think yeah. to be sustainable it has to be fun. And so I really wrote yeah. this book to be fun and I'm getting a lot of feedback from people that they're having a really good time doing the experiments and yeah. they're forming groups together. And I think because it is so much fun it will have, you know, a big impact and people will continue to use these principles. So that was really important to me to make them fun. <laughs> so Thank- and- Thank and you did, because it was like, oh, yeah.
1: yes, because you did. I mean, it's like I, you, you're so relatable and you make it relatable because this is a topic that is really uh, coming to the limelight or is in the limelight right now as far as spirituality, energy, force, you know, how we're all connected in the universe. So we are in a time of spiritual awakening and we need books and we need people like yourself who come out and make it simple and plain so that we can understand it. And the whole thing, and we talk about this on the show all the time, it's like, okay, it's one thing to read, but then it's another thing to apply. And exactly. so you've made it so simple where it's like, okay, this looks like fun. I mean, it's it's not hard. It's not rocket science. What do I have to lose? Let me try this. And so that's what your book has done. But let's talk about the force or field of infinite possibilities, which you kind of gave it what the FP? That's um, what I call principles? it, yeah. Yeah, so talk about that a little bit. Well, I mean, some people have called
0: it God. It has a lot of different names, the force, the universe. I mean, a lot of different names for it. But it doesn't really matter what you call it. There is this invisible force that's out there in the universe that really is responding to the energy that we put out with our thoughts. And this is working in our lives, whether we're aware of it or not. It's constantly working. The problem is that a lot of us are putting it to work with our negative thoughts, you know, so if you learn, first of all, you you have to get it, this force is real. Just because you can't see it, just because you don't taste it, it's there, and it's this, you know, invisible energy force, but it is the building block of everything else in the universe, and so... It, it wants to do good. It, it's, it's definitely good, but it basically, you know, follows out our thought vibrations that we send out. So once we learn that it's there and once we learn to change, you know, our thoughts and our vibrations right. that we're sending out, we
1: can use it to create, you know, really whatever we want in our life. Right. Now, you know, now saying, hearing you say that and reading it, it's like, okay, that sounds so great and it sounds so simple. But why does it seem like we have such a difficult time just grasping that, that simple little thing right there? Why does it seem like it's just so difficult for us to just understand that? Well,
0: we're so used to the material world. You know, we're really focused mm-hmm. on our five senses And because it's so much bigger than that, like, what what our five senses show us is like, you know, it's a tiny portion of what's really pulsating out there in the universe. But, you know, it's only natural that we would, you know, whatever we can see, that's what we think is real. And I think that's why it's kind of difficult because it's so much bigger. It's like... You know, like um, on the light spectrum, there's some lights that we can see, and then there's other lights that we can't see. You know, there's some sounds mm-hmm. that dogs can hear that we can't hear. You know, it's like, it doesn't mean it's not there just because we can't see it or hear it, but right. um, I think that's the reason that, that maybe it's difficult for some people to get because they can't right. see it, and plus they're see not it. taught that right. at school. You know, we're really taught yes. that, okay, this is your knee, this mm-hmm. is your foot, that's a chair. You know what I mean? We're taught about the material world, and nobody really teaches us about... About this other, you know, again, this foundational part of our universe, yes. and that's just not something we're taught. So it's kind of a new concept, even though it's, I mean, it's now, like you said, it's kind of in the limelight, but it's still a concept that we weren't taught as kids. It isn't exactly. in our consciousness real fully yet, you know, so I think it's, exactly. it's we're, we're starting to get
1: used to it. <clears throat> yeah, and you know, there's a quote, you quoted um, so, uh, Daniel Quinn in your book, and I love this quote, the first step in spiritual enlightenment is to give up your powerful attachment to conventional reality. <laughs> we yeah. are all captives of a story, and that is so true. We do not want to give up the power to what we have just been living with our whole lives. We are afraid to move out of that comfort zone and to really like just try to think differently. Exactly. And I think like yeah you no said, if, yeah go ahead Oh, no, we are. We're trapped in a
0: story, and then we just keep telling ourselves. You know, there's that old thing that says, you know, if we don't um, learn about our history, we're bound to repeat it. Well, I think that, you know, we do tend to repeat it because we repeat it, repeat it, repeat it. You know, every day we get up thinking, oh, it's going to be just like it was yesterday, when actually anything could be possible, but we we get up expecting the same old thing. So, you know, we've learned a story really well, and because we are really powerful, we create the story again and again and again. But once we get it, that we can let... Go of that story, and we can create a
1: different story that 's what 's really exciting to me yeah, and me too and, it takes and i takes always think, you know <laughs> it does it does it really does it 's like you know you have to it 's a muscle your 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 brain is a muscle. And I always tell people, it's just like when you go into the gym and you're trying to build your triceps or your biceps or whatever muscles, you have to continu- t- continuously go in and do that, right? You can't just go one exactly. day or two days or a week or a month mm-hmm. and say, oh, well, all of a sudden I got this great, you know, I got abs now, you know, and I can count them. <laughs> um, I guess, look, I, I guess I still have some. I haven't seen mine in years. But when you work with your mind, <laughs> it's the same thing. You have to train it to think differently if you want different results, Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. I, I in the book I
0: call it like house training a puppy. You just keep taking it yeah. outside and showing it, showing it a different place
1: where it can you know do its business, <laughs> and eventually it exactly. will get it. So yeah, exactly. Well, you know, in your book you talked about. I want you to share with us your story um, because I found it to be like uh, very similar to my own and a lot of other people as far as how you used the principle in getting the writing job, the the job that you wanted. You know, you talk about that a little bit in the book, and if you could just share with us, you know, how, what you did to attract that dream job to yourself. Oh, of, of being a writer? Well, are you talking yes. about the affirmations that I did?
0: Or yeah, the which story I you, you about. did. And, okay, because cause I've done hard. so many different things over the years to, you know, create different right. projects or whatever. But I think I tell the story in the book. You know, it's been a while since I wrote it. But I, I had read a book called Write for Your Life, and it was written by Lawrence Block. And basically it had all these affirmations. And, it, and, you know, what he was saying, the only thing that keeps anybody from being a writer really is their own negative thoughts that would say, oh, you know, I don't have anything important to say or, oh, I don't. You know, whatever those negative thoughts that were taught, you know, that – I'm right. not very interesting, or whatever it might be. So right, these affirmations, right. there were 30 of them, and what he suggested is that you actually put them on a postcard and then send them to yourself. <laughs> so, you know, mm-hmm. for 30 days I had these little postcards that it said, you know, you, Pam, are a brilliant writer. You, Pam, you know, have what it takes right. to be a writer, whatever it was. And so for 30 days I sent these little postcards to myself, and that just sort of got that message I mean I still work with that message I still have to keep taking that little puppy outside because you know yes. I start a new book and I think oh can I do it can I do it you know those those <laughs> negative thoughts keep wanting to creep <laughs> up Self-talk, but you just yes. quit to, you just can't listen
1: to them you know <laughs> yes Yes, and I know in the book you also talked about how you, on one particular writing job you know, um, that you wanted, um, and you said you put it out there. You said, okay, I need a sign. I need to know that this was out. Oh, doubt, that's is what I'm <laughs> supposed to say. Yeah, that's the story okay, I want to hear. Okay, that story, yes. Okay. Um,
0: yeah, I um, had applied for a job and because I was doing freelance writing. and I didn't have that much, you know, I wasn't having that much luck. Or no, I know which one you're talking about, the one where I actually got fired.
1: Yes, that one. That one? one? Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was, um
0: <laughs> I was working part-time at a place, and then I also was trying to pursue my freelance writing. I was sending out queries. You know, I was trying to do all that. So I said to the FPA, I said, you know, I really want to do this writing full-time. Um, you know, the job's fine and all that, because I was writing fundraising letters for, you know, different charities. And that was good, you know, and I said, but, you know, I really want to write about, you know, what, what I want to write about, you know, everything that's burning in my heart. And so I said to the FPA, I said, you know, I really need to know if this is, you know, if this is something I can do, you know, I, and I give you 48 hours <laughs> or whatever time frame right. I gave it. And the very day that I gave it that time frame, I got fired, <laughs> (laughs) And I say fired, my boss said... My boss said, well, you know, we need somebody in here full-time, so either you're going to go full-time or we're going to have to let you go. Well, to me, mm-hmm. that was a very clear sign that, no, you know, I was going to go ahead and I could, I could make it as a freelance writer. And sure enough, I have not had a job since then. I have been a full-time freelance writer and author ever since that moment. So, you know, getting fired, again, that's one of those things where we think, oh, getting fired, how horrible is that? You know, we think that's a right. negative thing. But it actually led me to this most amazing, you know, job. As a full-time author, so you know we hmm. can't really judge what's good and bad. We just have to keep trusting, you know, that you
1: exactly. know our vision will come forth. Yeah. Well, I guess that brings us to the fourth experiment, the abracadabra principle. Whatever you focus, wh- whatever you focus on, expands. And I want to share that, and, and Angel, um, I, I want you to participate in this particular piece because we, I believe, had an earlier conversation today. Um, as far as, uh, you know, um, the things that you want to do for your future. You know, you want to step completely away from your full-time job. So um, if you could just share with us, uh, Pam, the, the, the theory of whatever you focus on expands, and you just actually kind of just shared with us that that happened to you, because now you, you've been doing this for how long?
0: Freelancing? Oh, 20 for, or
1: 30 years. I don't know, a long yeah.
0: time. So, I mean, I don't even remember exactly when that was, but my daughter's 20, and I've been doing it since she was, I mean, way before she was even born, so probably it's getting close to 30
1: years now. So yes, it is possible. It is definitely possible. So what do you do? What do you say to a person who is working a full-time job that they're really not happy or content with that's not their passion but they need it because they have to put food on the table they have to pay their bills and so on and so forth but they have this dream in their heart it's like this is what i want to do i just can't stand being here anymore so what would you say to that person i always
0: say focus on the end result start visualizing start thinking about yourself setting that attention of how you want it to be don't even think about how you're going to get there, because that's where the human, you know, the pea brain gets involved and says, oh, well, how can right. I do this? You know, the how is not up to us. The what is up to us. And if we keep focusing on that end result, keep filling ourselves in that, you know, career that we love, in that, you know, with Angel. It sounds like Angel's got some pretty exciting things going on with her charity. Just focus on that yeah. and all the people that she's helping and all the, you know, amazing possibilities with that. And and don't even think about how you're going to get, you know, you know I mean, how that's all going to happen because the universe will take care of it. Our job is only, only to set the intention. I always say set it and forget it. Oh, <laughs> you know because oh, I love cause, that. You know yes. Yeah, because we get too involved, you know, because yes. we have our little ideas. Oh, this is how it's going to work or, you know, I'm going to win the lottery or, you know, whatever it is we think. <laughs> yeah. Well, we are, you know completely limited you know what we think is only limited but once we connect to that bigger source that knows everything that has all the answers yeah. that's when every possibility is there so the less we do the you know the less we try to figure it out the better and quicker it can happen so i always say just focus on that end result and let the universe connect the dots you know of how it's all going to come to come to be yeah yeah, yeah. you're right I,
1: and you? i, I Go ahead. i'm famous for that i'm always worrying about okay, I see the end, but
0: how am going to get there? And then I start worrying because what I think should fall into place are things that are happening, and of course it doesn't, and it, it frustrates you, and then you get to the
1: point where you don't, you kind of stop believing on a certain level, so you start working at it for a moment, and then, you, you know, and then, okay, you get the little fire again, but it's like you wasted so much time, and then that becomes like you're on that little hamster treadmill, and I'm just so... Tired of that.
0: So, so what was that phrase that you said? Set it. What was it? Set and forget it. set it and forget it. Set it and forget set it. it. Like and that. forget it. <laughs> <I> like, set <laughs> it and forget it. Yeah. <laughs> and just when and when you do think about it, you know, maybe five minutes a day. Think about how good that's going to feel. I mean, uh, for okay. me, I'll tell you a story about you know this book. It's become really successful, but I wrote it nine years ago, and it came out as a book called "God Doesn't Have Bad Hair Days." I mean, it <laughs> flopped. It was a it, was, it, it didn't do anything. It came out about the same time as The Secret. I mean, it's the same message, basically, but it just That's flopped. Right. And I think the big difference for me at that time is, like, I, so, so I just let it go, and I, you know, focused on getting happy, you know, opening my joy channel, yeah. so to speak. Because I think when you're happy and you're doing something that, you know, you just focus on being happy no matter what, being happy, being happy, being appreciative, yeah. being grateful. And that just opens all the channels. You know, it gets, it gets, all those channels get plugged up with our, you know, our little twic, twigs and sticks of, you know, doubt and, oh, I I don't know if I can do it or frustration, all those Mm -hmm. things. But I just let it go and got happy, and then it came out again as E-squared. I mean, basically it's the same book. And, you know, I, I kind of changed that channel of where I was, you know, more happy and joyful. And then it's just gone on to be this big, huge success. So, you know, it's just a matter of um, being open and letting it go and, you know, being, getting yourself happy, I think, being happy. Sure.
1: Yeah. yeah, and letting go of resistance, yeah. too, because I find exactly. that resistance is a big yeah. part of the whole picture. And sometimes we don't even really recognize that we are resisting um, but then again I don't know uh, Pam if you've ever read the book by Stephen Pressfield which I also love the war of art and I love that book oh I love it awesome yeah. And when he started talking about the resistance and how that goes hand in hand with our dream, it's like side by side. I'm like, oh, that's, it, he gave it a name. He put a name yeah. to that thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, thank you. I really needed that because that is so true. You know, when we mm-hmm. when we find ourselves at that moment of, you know, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to write my book. I'm working on my second book. And so sometimes that thing rises up and it's like, wait a minute, what is this? Where, where's this stuff coming from, you know? Mm-hmm. And then Stephen just p- kind of put it all into perspective which is resistance Um, which I want to move on to experiment number five the Dear Abby principle and that one uh, states your connection to the field provides accurate oh I love this it provides accurate and unlimited guidance your connection to the field provides accurate and unlimited guidance you want to talk about that one a little bit Yeah, well, again,
0: it's that principle of non-locality that we are connected to every single thing. And our resistance, I mean, that's just one thing that would block us being connected to everything or, you know, our doubts. Resistance comes up in all kinds of different forms. I remember Stephen Pressfield's book, he talks about that, all the different you know, ways that resistance... Or I kind of call it the ego. There's all different names for it. I love know, Those it, ego, forces yeah. that are trying to, you know, block yeah. you from your highest good, you know, that mm-hmm. wants to keep things just the same as they've always been. And so... Um, so, so anyway, that resistance can stop it. But the truth of it is you are connected to every single thing, and any answer you might need, any guidance you might need, any help you might need is available once you take down those walls of the resistance. And as Stephen yes. Pressfield points out, it's that discipline, you know, that discipline in that every day you keep believing that it's possible. I mean, to use the yes. discipline in that regard. Or if it's writing, you, you use it to write. And, I mean, I still to this day, I mean, I've got 16 books out, and I still have to fight my resistance or, you know, Isn't that use amazing? my discipline. One too. Yeah, no, it's really yeah. that way. Well, I heard a saying. even Maya Angelou, you know, she said that every time she started a new book, the same, you know, it came up for her that, oh, they'll know I've run a game on them again. You know, it's that, we right. all have that. I mean, look how successful she is. So, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it just, we all have it. It's just, we have to not listen to that voice and continue to do, you know, to, to keep marching to our higher vision. And I
1: so appreciate you saying that because people need to hear that. People, because when they see a person such as yourself who's well traveled, who's got this book out that's just blowing up all over the universe, you know, um, and the several things that you've accomplished, and to hear you say that. For you, resistance still comes up. For you, you still have to um, fight and, and battle through some things, and for you, you still have to affirm things every single day. I mean, that just goes to show that it happens to everybody. Nobody yeah. is exempt from that. I just want it happens to hear to everybody. everybody. Yeah, like
0: one of my books is called Art and Soul and it's about creativity and spirituality. And in there, it it's got like 52 weeks of, you know, different creative things you can do. But in each one of those 52 weeks, I tell a story about somebody who's really famous. I mean, that's how I heard the story about Maya Angelou, Steven Spielberg, you know, he he says that just because you're, you know, you are successful doesn't mean that you don't still have the insecurity. I mean, it, so yes. there are all these people that we look at and go, "Wow, look at them." And they they have the same insecurity as I do or you know what I mean it's, yes. just, it's just part Steve's of the human up. condition so yeah
1: yeah yeah that that's so awesome and I'm going to get that book too art and soul so I wrote that down so I can make sure oh. <laughs> that I get that one so okay so let's go to number six the superhero principle your thoughts and consciousness impact matter your thoughts and consciousness impact matter. And I guess that goes on to say what we've been saying um, from the beginning about your thoughts. Your thoughts are things. That's what, you know, the secret is your thoughts are things which are true. But you want to talk, just elaborate on the the superhero principle just a little bit?
0: Yeah. Um, our thoughts are literally waves of energy, which is a thing, right? I mean, waves we can't see them, but they are things, and they go out into the universe. It's like, you know, you hit the – hit a. A tuning fork to the note C, it goes out, and it all tuning forks that are C will ding with it. You know, it's just this principle of right. resonance, and so these things, these thoughts, these waves go out and create you know, create density or create, you know, they gather together to create material reality. I mean, that really um, speaks to that quantum physics and that is how everything is formed is from these waves of energy, from these waves of thought. So um, it impacts matter in that, um, you know, it brings it to you, it forms it, it makes it dense, it creates things, actual things. You know, the world that we believe in, the material world that we see, by putting a lot of the thoughts and the spiritual, the denseness into it, it creates that. So... So it just kind of clumps together eventually and creates that, so...
1: Well, you know, an excerpt from your book, a course. you said A Course in Miracles, which I've also worked out of, and I love that, um, and you've been doing that for, like teaching from that for 25 years, but this is mm-hmm. what you said in your book. Um, you said A Course in Miracles, a self-study program in spiritual psycholo- um, psychology that you've been practicing and teaching for 25 years, has always advocated the idea that consciousness creates the material world. It says we humans decide in advance how we're going to experience life that we choose beforehand what we want to see. And I find that, that to be so profound. That's so true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it is so
0: true. Yes, yes. Well, you know, like that quantum physics experiment. You know, if you're looking for waves, you, you know, the light to be waves, you see waves. If you're looking for particles, it will be a particle. It's the same thing, but it's how you expect it to be. That's how it plays out for exactly. you. Exactly. So, yeah, it's, it's really again. fascinating. Say that again. No, no, Say that. Say that again, Pam. Say that last
1: part oh, the get the waves, that, about well, the particles and waves.
0: About the particles. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. With with quantum
0: physics. Um, and this is what they discovered it's called the uncertainty principle so everything that's out there in the universe it's all in waves that's that's what it's mm-hmm. all it's all energy it's all waves mm-hmm. and once you observe it and look at it it forms into whatever you expect it to be like if you think it's a particle like scientists that are doing experiments and they expect to get particles they it's particles if they expect it to be waves it shows up as waves it's the same thing but it shows up on how the observer the scientist the person doing the experiment expects it to be so it's called the observer effect and so you know basically our consciousness is is going out there and observing things and then we're seeing it exactly how we expect it to be i mean that's what comes first is the consciousness we think that we're looking at something outside of us we're actually creating what's inside of us so it's kind of like this big mirror that's out there
1: yeah the world is just a big mirror
0: you know it's yeah. just a
1: big mirror. And then you see what's in the mirror, like this is your vision. This is what you are seeing. But So that doesn't necessarily mean that the person standing next to me is seeing the same thing that I'm seeing because this is my well, mirror. Thing,
0: right, exactly. Mm-hmm. When I learned, one thing I learned in journalism school, you know, my uh, professor would set up these things that we would have to report on. And you know, here we are, say twenty students in this class and then, you know, we'd read, you know, our little articles that we wrote and it's like every person sees it so differently. And it was like the exact yeah. same event, but we all saw right. it differently. And that was kind of shocking right. to me. It's like, Wait, were you were you in the same room? I was in <laughs> <the know>, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Because we each man you know, exactly. you know, look at the sunset
1: with a slightly different eye. so Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. And so that moves us to experiment, experiment number seven, and I love this one too, the Jenny Craig principle, which is your thoughts and consciousness provide the scaffolding for your physical body. Woo, girl, you have you just uh. said something right there. Your thoughts, I'm going to say, read it again. Your thoughts and consciousness provide the scaffolding for your physical body. So I'm just going to let you just jump right in there on that one, Pam. Well, that one is so fascinating to me. You know, we spend all, I mean, the, the, for, I mean
0: everybody, it seems like every woman, probably every person is, is, thinks they want to lose weight, you know. But because yeah. we have this love-hate relationship with our food, we create that energy of, 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 of uncertainty but when we start loving our food and putting more positive energy into our food everything changes so yes. what we're thinking about we have this relationship going on like i said kind of a love-hate relationship with our food and um we create it like where i really got this i did you ever see that movie i am with tom shadyak yes
1: Yes, I did. Okay, where, the,
0: where the yogurt, he they put those those bioelectrodes into that yogurt and then his yes. thoughts, that yogurt, you know, that little meter, that meter was reading his thoughts, which is pretty amazing. Yes. I thought, wow, that food, yeah. or, you know, because yogurt is food, but, you know, plants read our thoughts, um, yogurt reads yes. our thoughts, everything's reading our thoughts, so it's kind of translating out. In fact, even the thoughts we have about our body is being translated out into our body. So we have such a huge impact on our health, on our bo- I mean, on everything. Thing by how we think yeah. about our bodies how and you how think we about look it. at our bodies. Yeah. What that?
1: Yeah, because, you yeah. know, before um, I even read this part of, of your book – for me, I would be. You know, I, I started changing the way I thought about my food like a while ago, and I said, you know what, if I eat this cookie, it's, I'm not going to gain weight. I'm just going to eat this cookie. I'm going to enjoy this cookie. This cookie is going to be healthy for me to eat this cookie, and so on and so forth. So it's like changing the way I thought about that cookie instead of saying, girl, if I eat this cookie, I'm going to gain five pounds just by looking at that cookie. And that's what we all you know? say. So, See, that's the whole yeah. secret right there. Yeah, yeah and so since i've changed the way i started looking and thinking about food i've been losing weight and i'm like yes this is what i'm talking about so that i know really, i've heard from me
0: was amazing i've heard so many stories from people telling me that same exact thing you know one of the cool things about this book is i get so many emails from people that are doing these experiments and i'm hearing back yes. all these results and it's just so much fun so i love i love when i hear that it makes makes me happy, it's like I said you know even if I didn't believe this before I wrote the book, which of course I did believe it, but even if I didn't, there's no
1: way I couldn't believe it now because of all the great stories I've gotten you know yeah, it's just confirmation. I mean, every single thing that you've written is just it's confirmation, um and I know for people who are new, like just you know say newbies coming into um their spiritual journeys and they're just learning about stuff like this, I would really, truly recommend that you get this book. It is just one of the, for me, and I'm a reader, I mean, I read two and three books a week sometimes, at, 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 you know, at the same time. I'm like, okay, read this and reading that. But this book right here is just on the top of my list. I mean, it will really empower you um, for the rest of your life, and it's stuff that you get that you don't forget because it it goes deep inside. I mean, it's not like one of those frivolous little things. No, this is some good stuff. This is good stuff, people. So you have to get this book, E-squared, and we're going to move on to experiment number eight, which is the 101, I love love how you just described these things, (laughs) the little tags you put on them. The 101 Dalmatians principle, which is you are connected to everything and everyone else in the universe. And people, I don't think a whole lot of us understand that. We, don't, we think that we're separate. We even think that we're separate from God. We don't think that we are one with him. We don't think that God dwells inside of us. And he's given us power and dominion. so if you could just elaborate on that a little bit. Yeah, well, we are. I mean, what I believe
0: is that we are God or the energy form of the FP, the universe. Yeah. We are that. We are that in mm-hmm. our you know we're like as they say about you know the the ocean we're like a drop of the ocean or whatever but we yeah. are the, the same essence of like the drop of water is the same essence as the ocean it's as the wave i right. mean it's all we are that and um and 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 just like the drop of of water in the ocean is also a t- a, you know connected to all the rest of the ocean that's the same as us and it only appears it's only an illusion that we are right. separate bodies because everything that i think Every, i mean other people feel that as well i mean our thoughts are influencing everybody else even though we think i'm this separate body this is me here in kansas you know you're there in baltimore right i mean but we are actually one we're all we're all right. one it's all it's all the same and it's it's just a very persistent as albert einstein said it's a, it's a persistent illusion that we are separate albeit a very persistent one <laughs> but the truth right, is exactly. we are not separate we're all in this big energy wave of of just
1: energy. I mean that's it's all just just one big field of energy well you you stated in your book and this is I'm quoting from your book again taking a little excerpt, excerpt from it you say if you ask me learning how to transform energy which is like we're just talking about like we're all energy and we're all a part of the universe you say if you ask me learning how to transform energy is so important it should be taught along with reading, writing and arithmetic and it all starts with intent, the force that lies behind everything and I think that uh, for I, I, talk, I was talking to someone else a while ago about how I feel like these principles that we are now really learning and getting should be taught in school, you know, should be oh. taught as, as soon as a child is able to walk and talk. We should be teaching them these principles.
0: Well, you know what I would say? I would say that kids probably even know it, and then we teach it out of them. You know what I mean? Like one of my favorite stories is about the little kid. I don't know if you've heard it. He kept saying to his mom, oh, I want to go in and talk to my baby sister. And the mom's kind of like, well, why do you want, you know, they couldn't figure out why the little three-year-old wanted to go talk to the baby sister. And finally, you know, they let the baby, or let him go in and talk to the baby sister, and they stood outside the door, and he, you know, he, reaches into the crib and he goes, tell me about God, I'm starting to
1: forget. <laughs> you know? Wow, no, I haven't heard that. That's yeah, awesome. not that a cool
0: story? Because I do think that, you know, yeah. maybe maybe what we do, sadly, is teach our kids the opposite of this because do, I think yeah, maybe they know this. And so I I, as parents, if we would not, like if, it, you know, okay, here's one example. And I did this to my mm-hmm. daughter, I admit. Whenever they get Mm -hmm. sick, we rush them to the doctor, rush them to that outside. Instead of saying, hey, your body heals itself, your body can heal itself. You know, I mean, we teach them early on that you have to, you know, get all the information from someone else and everybody else is smarter than you. Instead of teaching them, you are connected to all the healing energy in the world. You are connected to all that is.
1: So so they know that, but we teach them that's not true. So that's what I think happens, you know. I agree, I agree. Because, you know, one of my favorite sayings is when we know better, we do better. Um, because, yeah. like, with my daughter, you know, she, she just turned 23, and she's, you know, on her spiritual journey because as, when I learn something, I teach it to her. But she's like one of those earth angels. She just came into this world as an angel. And, you know, she absorbs and she soaks everything in. So, you know, I don't beat myself up as, you know, like I used to sometimes because it's like we can't only teach what we know. You know, mm-hmm. we can't teach them stuff that we don't know ourselves. So now mm-hmm. that this stuff is coming out, you know, I just would love to see more parents, more people just being enlightened and, and just, just seek their higher selves so that then they can turn around and, and teach their children and not, you know, just knock it out of them, you know, and, and mm-hmm. just, yeah. So I love that story. That I love that. I've never heard that before. Yeah, yeah, that's a cool story. That's awesome. So moving on to number nine, um, the fish and loaves principle. The universe is limitless, abundant, and um, what's the rest of it? The universe is limitless, oh, and abundant, and strange. Yes. yes. Love it. Love it. Um, so talk about that. Well, the, limitless, the limitlessness <laughs> of the universe. Uh, let's talk about
0: that a little bit. Um, Well, you know, we all think it's a finite universe and that, again, it's all material and what we can see, but it's actually so much bigger than that. And so it's infinite in that there is no – we don't even know how far out the universe goes. I mean, as far as space, I mean, we just don't – everything's infinite. But we try to, you know, put it into a little box and, and, you know, label it and keep it small. But it's just – it's huge. It's more than we can even conceive of. I mean, we can only – we can only see what we can conceive and as we let go and, you know, we can start conceiving more or seeing more and letting more be. But it is infinite. So the world is infinite. It's just the opposite. In fact, almost everything that's true is about the opposite of what we're taught. You know, that we're taught, oh, everything's limited. There's only so much to go around. There's not more where that came from, you know, that kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It, once you get it that it is unlimited there the universe is unlimited and there are no limits on what we can do it's the only limits are the ones we impose upon ourselves so that that part is certainly true um, yeah. it's unlimited. And strange. strangely, coming, things just always work out. I mean, if you yeah. let go of all the fear and things do work out, and, you know, we don't know how they work out exactly because right. we're trying to figure right. out our little brains, but, but it, it does work out if you just let go and let the universe will take care of everything the universe provides. So, yeah. so that's kind of what I mean by that principle is that there is so much more good and it is, abundant and there is it is unlimited and that's the actual truth of the way it is of the way the world is like i remember one time going to pick grapes and you know you know in the grocery store there's only so many grapes or whatever but if you go out to the vineyard where nature is i mean there is unlimited grapes i mean they they fall on the ground there's more you can't even pick them all so that's the idea that in nature of the natural world it is just it's so abundant. There's so much more than, you know, we, but we decide to, you know, put it in little packages and sell it at the grocery store and, you know, we forget about this unlimited
1: abundance that's actually out there. And we also, in doing that and forgetting or not even knowing about the abundance, we find ourselves in um, competitive mode. You know, we feel like we have to compete, or we have to um go or do something outside of ourselves to make things happen and there's there's not going to be enough. We 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 go on the the thought of lack. There's not going to be enough for me if I don't do this now. You know, somebody else is going to do it and blah blah blah. But people don't understand that there is abundance. There's what God has for you is for you. And exactly. So, and
0: there is no limit yeah. to that. Yeah. Yeah. and just
1: because one person has, in fact
0: I like to think of it as you know once one person has it you realize that, that someone else can have it as well you know it's not like oh me or you it's like me and you you know it's both of us and that once yeah. one person can do it everybody can do it it's like that old four minute mile thing they say you know once that first guy ran the four minute mile then they realize oh that's possible so I kind of like to look at it more in that way instead of competing it's like oh look this is what I can do that means you can do it too you know that kind of a way But right. so we can all yeah. do it there's not just there's not just this much to go around. Only only this person can have it. Nobody else can have it. Everybody can have it. You know that's exactly that's how it can be. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, Pam, and that's go just brings me to my next point, which you, in your book you talked about, um, which is another famous or favorite book of mine, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. But you talked about that and being in this moment. Um, and one, well, I'm, I'm gonna read another excerpt from your book. We are not really here, not in this moment. The now is the point of power, and a lot of people don't understand the power of being in this the now, this moment right here, right what we're doing right now, just being here. So And then you say, that's why it's so easy for a yogi who consciously clears out mental static to change his heart rate pulse, and other body functions. If you're not really here, your mind is not available to do what you're asking it to do. It's imperative to practice conscious moment-by-moment awareness. Otherwise, you're operating out of old-encrusted beliefs, beliefs you've downloaded before you were five years old. And here's the BAM moment. Here's the, you know, I say BAM, (laughs) B-A-M. Do you really want a five-year-old running your life? Okay, I love that. Yeah. Because we go back, we don't even realize that we are going back to those old, we're living from old beliefs.
2: Uh-huh. And the, defini- exactly the right. definition
1: of insanity is tra- doing the same <laughs> thing the same way and expecting different results. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
1: So I encourage everybody, when you read this book, just do the exercises that you have, you know, that Pam has put in the book because they are amazing. They've worked for me. Can I share a story with you real quick? Oh, I'd love to hear About it, yeah. one of the ones that <laughs> One of the ones that worked for me. Okay, okay. I love telling the story. But, okay, so I, I am a be- big believer in my angels. I talk to my angels all the time. I communicate with them. They communicate with me. We're just, just one big happy family. So <laughs> this particular day, I mean, I'm always, you know, putting them to the test. But your, this book right here, what it made me do is I said, you know what, I started laughing. I said, okay, you know what, Angel, I'm going to put you to the test, and I'm going to give you 48 hours to produce not just a little, any old generic-looking feather. You know, I want to see... A, a big feather, okay, I, and then look, here I am, like, giving them conditions, right, and I'm excribing this feather that I want to see, and I'm like, and I want to see this feather, and I don't, you know, want to see no little, just little, no, I want this to be, because when I know it's a big feather and I see this feather, I'm going to know without a shadow of a doubt that it came from you and blah, 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 so, you know, wrote it down and everything, I put it out there, and boom. Okay, so I think it may have been, not 48, but maybe like the 49th hour or something like that, right? One day Mm -hmm. I'm standing in my kitchen. Now, I'm in my kitchen and I'm cooking, washing dishes. I was washing dishes for day, and I'm just singing and humming, da, 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 da. So when you look to the right, I can see there's a big patio, you know, my deck, and the, the blinds were open. And so I'm just, you know, doing dishes and humming. So the next thing I did, you know, something just, you know how sometimes you just get this feeling. It's like, you know, look over here. And so I looked. And right there on the, like, where I could see, where, where it's like right in my line of vision was this big feather laying right at the beginning of the door. Like, if you slide the door open, you could just bend down and pick it up. Now I'm thinking, oh, wow. I just stood there and I said, okay, now here's, the, here's our ego. Here's the mind thing, you know, a little self-talk. It's like, okay, now you know what? That could have just been from a bird or whatever. And I'm like, but, you know, you know, I'm always out on my deck. I never see feathers on my deck, never. Okay, so it's like, you know what, I'm choosing to believe that that feather came because I asked the angels <laughs> to show me a feather. And to this day, I have that feather, you know, on, the, on, the, uh, on my counter. And I'm just choosing to believe that that little experiment that I did right there that day produced that feather. Well, I think it did. I'm sure it did. I believe it. <laughs> and That's if it great. wasn't for your experience, if, if I hadn't read that book, you know, I wouldn't have, maybe not, just, you know, but it encouraged me or inspired me to say, okay, I'm going to put you to the test right now. This is what I want to see. And it and it happened. Mm-hmm.
0: And I'm cool. always
1: doing, like, um, you know, parking space. That's old stuff now, you know, saying, okay, I want you to be with me. I want a good park. I always do that. But we really have to go, like, a step further. So if it can produce a little feather... It can, you know, angels are always with us, and I don't think people, you know, even believe that that's possible.
0: Yeah, oh, well, I think there's so much with us. Like I said, you know that part that we only see the little tiny bit and then there's so much more. I think there's angels and spirit guides and all kinds of things around us all the time, constantly. All you
1: know, the time, and one, all
0: the time. Yes, yes. In fact, so in some ways it's so miraculous that in a world that's so abundant and and unlimited and everything, that we're able to create kind of this disaster that we've created in some ways. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's almost shocking. I mean, it shows how powerful that we are because of our resistance, because of some of these negative thoughts, that we're so powerful that in a world that's this amazing that we could create, you know, it's opposite at times. So in some ways that's just more proof that that, that we are powerful and that we do, you know, draw out of that field what we expect. <laughs>
1: Well, you also said we, um, in your book, you said when we are born, every possibility exists. And that is so true. Isn't that what faith is based on? You know, mm-hmm. um, it's just having faith. You either believe or you don't believe. You're either believing or you're not. And mm-hmm. if you're not, then things won't manifest, Correct. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, they will, but what will manifest is the
0: fact that it doesn't work. Like if you say, "Oh, it doesn't oh, work," yeah. that's a bunch of baloney. Then you manifest a bunch of baloney. <laughs> you manifest right. it's not working because the universe is so kind and quick to you know answer our every need that it's going to, you know, it'll give us exactly what we're putting out there. Whatever we're shooting out there is going to come right back to us. And if we believe that it doesn't believe that it doesn't work, then we're going to get that. That will be
1: exactly that will come back
0: to us. Yeah
1: now you have so much that i know that you're doing um you're you're just a busy woman and you're traveling tell us a little bit about your traveling and 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 what you said you you write for different travel magazines uh yeah i um well i I write for People Magazine.
0: I occasionally do travel for them. Mostly I do travel for Men's Journal and CNN Travel and then also Huffington Post. And um, this last year, you know, my daughter went off to college um, a couple years ago, and I sort of stepped up my travel writing game, so I started traveling a whole lot more. Um, But just recently, my most recent trip is, well, I went to Florida for a friend's daughter's wedding, but um, I was in Namibia for a couple weeks, and that was a lot of fun. And the month before that, I went to Turkey. So, yeah, I've been able to travel. Yeah, I've been able to travel quite a bit um, over the last couple of years. And I have traveled, you know, my whole life. But, um, you know, since Taz, my daughter went off to college, I, I kind of increased my travel writing a bit. Yeah. And it's really fun. I love it. I get to stay in all kinds of really amazing places and go to exciting things, meet wonderful people. And it really is just a dream come true. One of the little things I do on my blog is, why I'm the luckiest person on the planet and I just always, every, oh, wow. every so often we'll put in a little thing about why I'm the luckiest and then I always say in, and put in the comment section why you're the lucky, because I think everybody you know is the luckiest person on yeah. the planet as we start looking for those kind of things that's what comes to us like every morning I get up and I say something amazingly awesome is going to happen to me today and that yeah, is you know, I the too. expectations <laughs> that I set out
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah. so you get to I mean, and here you you are living out your dream and a lot of people to them it's like, oh I can't, you know, they stop believing in their dreams. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess that's why they're not living out their dreams because they no longer believe in it. But here you are and you've been doing this for how long now? Oh, gosh,
0: I've been a freelance writer for probably, well, Kaz is 20, and I was doing it before she was born, so 25 or 30 years, and I've been doing the travel writing, you know, for 25 or 30 years as well. You know, I, I need to probably go back and figure out the exact date I started, but, um, but yeah, I've been doing it for quite a while, and in fact, it's one of those things where I don't know that I knew it that there was such a professional travel writer, but I knew I wanted to travel, you know, so I set that intention, I want to travel, and I think most people would say, oh, okay, you want to travel, you need to get a job, you need to save your money then you know then you can travel but because I sort of let go and I thought, well, I don't know how I'm going to get the money to travel. I mean, I don't know how this is going to happen, so I sort of right. gave it up to the universe. And then, you know, I found out about this career called travel writing. So, you know, that was one of those, one of those examples of when you sort of let it go, set it and forget it, that it, um, right. you know, comes back and the perfect solution for enabling, you know, I maybe didn't have the, the cash to travel,
1: but I figured out a way to travel anyway, you know. So
2: right. that kind of
1: worked out for me. Because so. you set the intention. Mm-hmm. See, that could be a title of your next book, Set It and Forget It. I yeah. forget it. forget. I love it. I love it. I love yeah. it. I love it. Yeah. Well, Pam, you know we're running down to the to the wire, and um, you have spent the whole show with me, which I just can't even tell you how appreciated I am of that. Um, and I hope that you will be able to come back one day and share some more with us, because I, this is one of those topics that I could just talk about forever.
2: I mean, oh, maybe Pam, me once you
1: <laughs> yeah, once you apply the spiritual principles in your life, you 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 have it for you just can't not do it, you know. You'll have to and, come back on and
0: share some of the stories, some of the the fascinating stories that I've heard from people that have, you know, manifested all kinds of interesting things. So one of these days well, I'll come you, back on and share some of those
1: yeah, please do. Please do. I really appreciate that. But you know what? Right now I just want to thank you so much, Pam, for just being a guest and um, just taking the time because I know how busy you are. And I, I really, really appreciate you and I appreciate all that you do and just sharing, uh, sharing your light with the world. So just continue to do that. I will continue to send light of, uh, oceans of light and love your way. And um, thank you. Just thank you so much. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right, well, you enjoy the rest of Look, enjoy your holiday. Happy holidays to you as well. Yeah, same to you. All right, thank thanks you, Pam. And for, okay, thank talk- you.
0: Okay, okay, bye-bye.
1: All right, bye-bye. That was Pam Grout, the author of... E-squared, the book E-squared. And, again, I just want to thank uh, thank Pam for coming on. And that concludes our show for this evening. Um, I want to thank everyone for tuning in with us today. We had a great time in talking with her. Get the book if you haven't gotten it already. Read it. Do the exercises because, I, you know, for me – Uh, Quite a few of them worked. We've only talked about one, but it's it's an excellent book, and I guarantee you that it will motivate and inspire and empower you on your spiritual path and your journey. I want to thank everyone. Uh, A shout out to my family who are always loving and supporting me, and also to my friends and colleagues in all of my social networking sites. Once again, Pam, thank you so much for sharing with us this evening. And we are eternally grateful, and we will continue to send you, like I said, oceans of light and love your way. Once again, a big thank you to Angel for coming on and sharing her wisdom with us. For knowledge is power, and when we know better, we do better. Also, don't forget to stop by my website, yourdestinyawaits.net, to get some extra motivation and inspiration. And like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash destiny 101 And follow us on Twitter at least L-Y-S-E, 101. We will be back on Monday, December the 9th at 6.30 Eastern Standard Time where we will be talking with our guest, Jerry Gavin, the author of the book, Messages from Margaret. Margaret, You won't want to miss that show. Your, mis- your mission, ladies and gentlemen, if you choose to accept it, is take the necessary time to do a true self-evaluation. Seek God and learn how to love yourself first, because after all, you owe it to yourself to know yourself. Once again, I'm Lisa M. Saunders, and thank you for tuning in to Blog Talk Radio's A Date with Destiny. Peace and abundant blessings, everyone.